For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm proud. I'm proud to say I'm a Florida State Seminole. Hello, Knoll Nation. This is Chris Sharp here on the Believe in Florida State Football Podcast. And thank you for tuning into this week's episode. It is episode one officially. The first episode was more of a teaser, but this is definitely the first official episode. And this week we're going to talk about Wake Forest versus Florida State. The Knolls are going on the road to Snuggy Hill and taking on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Now, Believe is the number one sports podcast network, so whether it's the NBA, the NFL, or college football or college basketball, our network, we have it covered. So please like and subscribe to the show, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and the TuneIn app as well. So please like the show at Believe Podcast or at Believe.com. And now let's get into it here. We have Florida State versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 5-1 on the season. Florida State is 3-3. Three uh, kickoffs at 7.30 Eastern Time at BB&T Field, and you can watch the game on the ACC Network. And hopefully you have ACC Network. I know there's been some different issues throughout that, but it's on the ACC Network for sure, so hopefully you can tune in. Now, Wake Forest, they're 5-1 in the season, so a pretty impressive start for the Demon Deacons. However, who they've played so far it hasn't been the best competition, if you will. So we have Utah State, Rice, North Carolina, Elon at Boston College, and then home against Louisville. Last week's performance against Louisville might give an insight into how Wake Forest will play the rest of the season. Wake Forest offense scored 59 points. However, they did start slow, but they were able to manage to come back at a furious rate of pace. And then on the other hand, Wake Forest's defense gave up 62 points. Now, granted, special teams factors in, turnovers as well. However, the fact that 62 points were still put on the board shows that Wake Forest isn't the most stout on that side of the ball. Then moving forward, if you focus on Wake Forest offense, quarterback Jamie Newman's led the way so far this season for Wake Forest. And he's thrown for 1,772 yards and 17 touchdowns. And Sam Hartman, the backup, he might get some playing time this week simply because Jamie Newman, although he's a great quarterback and he's also a good rushing threat as well, he was banged up last week against Louisville, which might factor into this, into this week's game. Newman might sit out this week because Wake Forest has a bye week next week. And essentially what Wake Forest might do is say, hey, 
Jamie Newman, you're a great quarterback, and you could play this weekend, but we're going to arrest you because we, we need you the rest of the season. So they might take Newman, put him on the bench this weekend, and put in Sam Hartman, and then bring Newman back after the bye week. Now, Sam Hartman, what can he do? He's a backer quarterback, but he's done some things in the past. So looking at his stats, he hasn't had that much playing time this year. He's a, he was expected to redshirt, and he's still on pace to do that. However, last season against Florida State, Hartman was a starter, and he threw for 227 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception last season. And if, if you remember back to the first half of last season's game, Wake Forest was in control for, throughout the first quarter and into the second quarter as well. And Hartman was one of the main catalysts for that. He kept moving the chains every third down. And Wake Forest just dinked and dunked all the way down the field and occasionally hit a couple chunk plays that really set the tone early on in that game. Now one interception here and then a couple of adjustments by Florida State's defense. And Wake Forest ended up falling behind in that game and eventually losing by multiple scores. But Sam Hartman, he was very efficient last year. So look for that to be a very crucial matchup at quarterback this game. I expect Sam Hartman to be very comfortable playing at home and running his offense in a familiar pace as he's used to doing. And moving forward to the running back position, you have Kenneth Walker and Cade Carney that both lead the team in rushing yards. Now, Carney's more of the power back. They hand it to him up the gut. He's a straight line runner, and he's only averaging 4.1 yards per carry, but he does have 297 yards on the season, and he's more of the guy that the offense uses to keep the defense honest in that they're going to hand the ball off to Carney up the gut, and if the D-line's not ready, he will bust through for a couple yards. But most importantly of all, he just keeps that threat of the running game in the back of defenders' minds. So that way, the linebackers get sucked up in the play-action game, and even some of the safeties as well. And Wake Forest can use that play-action to hit receivers open over the top. And then moving on to Kenneth Walker, he's averaging 8.9 yards per carry. So he's a home-run threat in this offense, on at least with the running game. And he has 328 yards on the season. And, and Walker is really that guy who is, might get some more carries this weekend because Wake Forest is going to need some more explosive plays. And although Carney's an efficient running back and he kind of does his job there, Walker has more of a home run potential. So what, Florida State has to be able to contain him and make sure he does not achieve that yards per carry as he's averaged on the season. And with their offense, Wake Forest has a nice RPO in a, in, with a delayed handoff kind of game. So essentially the quarterback, he will take the snap in the shotgun formation. He'll take the snap with his running back next to him. And the quarterback will then, he'll hand the ball off seemingly to the running back. So he'll take the snap and put the ball out in front of the running back. And he will ride that handoff exchange all the way to the line of scrimmage. And at the line of scrimmage, basically the quarterback, he'll pull, either pull the ball out and run it himself, or he'll hand it to, keep it in the running back's belly, and the running back, he'll carry it through the line of scrimmage, or the quarterback will pull the ball out himself and maybe go for a quick slant throw. So that's various options a quarterback has to do in that offense. And this is a very annoying offense to play against because if you're a defender and you see the quarterback take the ball and seemingly hand the ball off, you think, okay, this is going to the running back. Or, okay, the quarterback's going to keep this at worst. But they ride that exchange all the way to the line so you get closer and closer and closer. And at the last second, if you're kind of over-anxious, a defender, you might get, run out of your gap. You might miss an assignment. Or you'll be too far up, and then the quarterback pulls the ball out, and he throws it over the top of you for a big play. So it's a very annoying offense to play against, and it's very intriguing as well how they've developed this offense. But that's a very dangerous thing Florida State has to watch out for. And speaking of threats, at wide receiver, Wake Forest has two pretty big matchups on the outside. So they have Sage Surratt. He was named the ACC Receiver of the Week last week. He had 12 catches for 196 yards and three touchdowns. 
And on the season, he has 46 receptions for 711 yards and nine touchdowns. Now, on the other side, you have Scotty Washington. He also won the ACC Receiver of the Week Award in Week 2, and he has 29 receptions for 498 yards and seven touchdowns. Now, Scotty Washington, he comes in at 6'5", and Sage Surratt comes in at 6'3". So these are some big receivers, and against Louisville, there were several situations where basically Wake Forest, they would just throw the ball up, and the receivers, they would bring the ball in. They would box out in a jump ball situation and posterize the defender. So our cornerbacks have to watch out. So Asante Samuel Jr. and Stanford Samuels III and Renardo Green and a couple of other younger DBs, they're going to have to watch out for these jump ball situations, and they'll have to compete up at the highest point or make sure that the receivers are not reached their comfort zone by maybe jamming at the line of scrimmage or doing some other actions to help prevent these situations. So these receivers, they are legit. These are not some scrubs that have just come off the street. Wake Forest, they have a legit size on the outside, and they make big plays. Both receivers have over five touchdowns this season, so Sage's got nine, and Sky's got seven touchdowns on the season. So they put up some pretty big yardage and some pretty big stats, so Florida State secondary has to come to play. And up front, hopefully the Florida State can get a good pass rush, but at the very worst, they should be able to stop the run up front. So Wake Forest likes to run the ball up the gut, and they have Robert, and Florida State has Robert Cooper, Marvin Wilson, and Corey Durden up front to kind of contain that. Now, we'll see what happens on the outside. I know against Clemson and a couple other teams, they've been gashed a little bit on the outside rushing the ball. But hopefully Florida State can kind of contain all that, at least with the rushing attack, and that way they can, with the guys up front, and that way they can sit back in the secondary and play more coverage versus having to send more defenders up front and stop the run. But all the same, Wake Forest's offense is it's very unique, and it's very tricky to play against due to that delayed handoff on the RPO games. All in all, Florida State's defense has to be very aware and alert throughout this entire matchup against Wake Forest's offense. Now, moving on to the other side of the ball, Florida State's on offense will have to face against Carlos Basham Jr. at defensive end. Now, Basham, he's a, he has 9.5 tackles for loss on the season and 4.5 sacks. He's projected to be drafted in the NFL this year. Some say up for like first or second round. He might end up being a mid-round pick, but all of a sudden he has NFL talent. He's a rangy guy. He's got he's very athletic as well. So Florida State, whoever he lines up, they have to have help on that side. So whether it's keeping an extra tight end, maybe having a double team blocking wise, whatever it is, he cannot be one-on-one -on -one with a tackle or, or even a guard on the inside because he will make an impact and do some damage. And he will set FSU behind the chains if you let him have the chance. And on a linebacker, there's Justin Chernod. He leads the team in tackles with 62. He's a veteran. He's a senior linebacker. And he is very experienced. He's very rangy. He's pretty decent in coverage as well. So he's an all-around linebacker. And then in the secondary, you have Amari Henderson at cornerback. And he leads the team in interceptions with two on the season. I still favor Florida State's offense over Wake Forest's defense, especially after last week's performance against Louisville for Wake Forest. However, I believe that Florida State has to be able to contain Basham up front. If they can contain him and force Wake Forest to bring more pressure with blitzes, then they'll have more one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside. And that means that Florida State's talented wide receivers can make some plays. So Tamarion Terry, DJ Matthews, everybody else, Warren Thompson as well, they can all make plays on the outside. So hopefully that can happen. But if not, if they let Basham go off, then it could be a similar game to NC State at home where the line of scrimmage just couldn't establish anything early and the offense fluttered because of that. Now, speaking of Florida State's quarterbacks, it'll be interesting to see who Willie Taggart goes with up front. So you could go with James Blackman again. Even though he had a rough start against Clemson, he dropped a couple snaps earlier on that messed up a couple of potential big plays. He also missed a throw to Cam Akers down the sideline, and he looked flustered overall as well. 
And Alex Hornibrook, the other option, he threw a bad interception in the first half. That could have been a touchdown. And even though he did throw a touchdown to Tamori on Terry against Clemson, that ball was underthrown, and it wasn't necessarily the best pass as well. So, And he also missed a couple reads himself. So, so overall, both quarterbacks were very flustered on the road. This is another at Clemson. Now, this isn't Death Valley, but Wake Forest, it's still a night game. It's on ACC, ACC Network, and it should could be a, a, a slightly hostile environment. So you're not at home anymore. you got to play on the road. So whoever has a hot hand, in my opinion, should be the guy throughout the game. I believe that a rotation should not happen unless both quarterbacks have not gotten a flow yet. So, for example, if James Blacken comes out and he's hot, they need to ride that wave all the way through. And same with Alex Hornibrook as well, because if he comes out in the second or third series, say he doesn't start, but he comes out in the second or third series and he leads a touchdown drive, he needs to stay on the field. This rotation, it can work at sometimes, but I believe that both quarterbacks, in my opinion, they're, it's been fragile so far. I haven't seen exact confidence oozing out of either one consistently. So I, that needs to be established here now. And honestly, neither guy has really earned the right to claim I'm a starter full time. No one should be upset if they get pulled in the middle of the game. They have not proven themselves just yet that they can officially run this offense at a consistent and high level. So both quarterbacks need to be ready to go, and both whoever has a hot hand, they, the guy needs to stay in the game. So, And that's my opinion on that, but hopefully Coach Taggart will find the right method or Coach Bryles will find the right method and keep it going. And I believe wait, they should be able, to, be able to establish the run game as well with Cam Akers and Kalen LeBorn. That also depends on how the pass protection goes early because if they can't pass protect, or even with run blocking as well, if they can't stop bashing the guys up front and they can sit back with five or six guys in coverage, then it'll be an easy cake for Wake Forest's defense. But based on what Louisville did against Wake Forest, Florida State should be able to have a similar impact and be able to put up some points. I expect a high-scoring affair. The field goal kickers, it should be a lot of touchdown drives and going for it on fourth down because Florida State's had issues in the kicking game, and Wake Forest themselves... They're only 7-for-7 seven seven on field goals on the season with Nick Skiba. He's their kicker, and his longest kick is only for 34 yards. So I think Wake Forest should be able to go for it more on fourth down in this situation. And Florida State might have to do the same thing as well because Ricky Aguayo struggled kicking field goals. So overall, it's I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I still have Florida State winning on the road. If they play right and, and play well and they think they can block bash from up front, I believe they can win a shootout with Wake Forest. And Florida State's defense, if they're going to show up and kind of make a nice impact, especially after that Clemson game, now is the time to strike. Because right now, everyone's kind of down on Florida State's defense after that Clemson matchup. But they can focus on the delayed handoffs, contain the running game, and also, maintain, and also contain the receivers on the outside. Then I believe that Florida State can make a nice little improvement and kind of show some more courage and some more inspiration to the rest of the team on, on the defensive side of the ball. Marvin Wilson, he was talking about how he made his play, the other teammates run during the week who were pouting against Clemson. That kind of leadership needs to show up again on the field against Wake Forest on the road because if they don't have that correct leadership on the field, then honestly, Wake Forest, they could run rampant. And if the Knowles get down early, I, I could see this team folding, honestly. They have not proven, they've, they've not proven to me consistently that they will battle back in all situations. At Clemson, I believe they did play better than they did against Clemson last season. But still, losing them by that wide of a margin, there were some miscues involved with that. But still, it, it, it didn't show that, hey, we're going to battle back and be, able, it'd be unfazed against hostile road environments. They didn't prove that just yet. So I have Florida State winning. Uh, kickoff once again is at 7.30 Eastern time at BB&T Field. It's on the ACC Network. And 
Please don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn app, and every sort of other application you listen to podcasts on. And if you want to, you can follow me at underscore Chris Sharp underscore, or just use the hashtag BelieveFSU to send in questions. But thank you for tuning in. This has been the Wake Forest preview episode, and I'll have a review posted of the game on either Sunday or Monday. So thank you for tuning in, and go Knowles. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.